0: Welcome to Volume Four. Of the enchanted Isle of Ewe. Chapter 11 The Cunning of King Terebus. The days that followed were pleasant ones for Prince Marvel and Nurl, who were treated as honored guests by both the king and his courtiers. But the prince seemed to be the favorite, for at all games of skill and trials at arms, he was invariably the victor. While in the evenings, when the grand ballroom was lit up and the musicians played sweet music, "'None were more graceful in dance than the fairy prince.' "'Nurl soon tired of the games and dancing, "'for he had been accustomed to them in his father's castle, "'and moreover he was shy in the society of ladies. "'So before many weeks had passed, "'he began to mope and show a discontented face. "'One day the prince noticed his esquire's dismal expression of countenance "'and asked the cause of it. "'Why,' said Nurl, "'here I have left my home.' TO SEEK WORRIES AND TROUBLES, AND HAVE FOUND BUT THE SAME HUMDRUM LIFE THAT EXISTED AT MY FATHER'S CASTLE. HERE our DAYS ARE MADE SMOOTH AND PLEASANT, AND THERE IS NO EXCITEMENT OR GRIEF WHATSOEVER. YOU HAVE BECOME A CARPET KNIGHT, PRINCE MARVEL, AND THINK MORE OF BRIGHT EYES THAN OF DARING DEEDS. SO IF YOU RELEASE ME FROM YOUR SERVICE, I WILL SEEK FURTHER ADVENTURES. NAY, RETURNED THE PRINCE. We will go together, for I too am tired of this life of pleasure. So the next morning, Marble sought the presence of King Terribus and said, I have come to bid your majesty adieu, for my esquire and I are about to leave your dominions. At first the king laughed, and his long nose began to sway from side to side. Then seeing the prince was in earnest, his majesty frowned and grew disturbed, and finally said, I must implore you, to remain my guests a short time longer. No one has ever before visited me in my mountain home, and I do not wish to lose the pleasure of your society so soon. Nevertheless, we must go, answered the prince briefly. Are you not contented? asked Terebus. And whatever you may desire, it shall be granted you. We desire adventures amid new scenes, said Marvel. AND THESE YOU CANNOT GIVE US, EXCEPT BY PERMISSION TO DEPART. Seeing his guest was obstinate, the king ceased further argument and said, Very well, go if you wish, but I shall hope to see you return to us this evening. The prince paid no heed to this peculiar speech, but left the hall and hurried to the courtyard of the castle, where Noel was holding the horses in readiness for their journey. Standing around were many rows and files of grey men, and when they reached the marble roadway, they found it lined with motionless forms of the huge giants. But no one interfered with them in any way, although both Prince Marvel and Nurl knew that every eye followed them as they rode forward. Curiously enough, they had both forgotten from what direction they had approached the castle, for, whereas they had at that time noticed but one marble roadway leading to the entrance, they now saw that there were several of these, each one connecting with a path through the mountains.' "'It doesn't really matter which way we go, "'so long as we get away from the kingdom of Spore,' said Prince Marvel. "'So he selected a path by chance, "'and soon they were riding through a mountain pass. "'The pleased, expectant look on Nurl's face "'had gradually turned to one of gloom. "'I hoped we should have to fight to get away,' he said sadly, "'and in that case I might have suffered considerable injury and pain. "'But no one has injured us in any way.' "'and perhaps King Terebus is really glad to be rid of us.' "'With good reason, too, if such is the case,' laughed Marvel. "'For, mark you, Nell, the king has discovered we are more powerful than he is, "'and had he continued to oppose us, we might have destroyed his entire army.' "'On they rode through the rough hill paths, "'winding this way and that until they lost all sense of direction in which they were going. "'Never mind,' said the prince.' "'So long as we get farther and farther away from the ugly Derebus, I shall be satisfied.' "'Perhaps we are getting into more serious danger than ever,' answered Nell, brightening. "'One of the giants told me the other day that near the foot of these mountains "'is the kingdom of the High Key of Tui.' "'Who is the High Key of Tui?' asked Marvel. "'No one knows,' answered Nell. "'And what is the kingdom of Tui like?' "'No one knows that either,' answered Nurl. "'Then,' returned the prince with a smile, "'if by chance we visit the place, we shall know more than anyone else.' "'At noon they ate luncheon by the wayside, Nurl having filled his pouch by stealth at the breakfast-table. "'There were great fragments of rock lying all about them, "'and the sun beat down so fiercely "'that the heat reflected from the rocks was hard to bear. "'So the travellers did not linger over their meal,' but remounted and rode away as soon as possible. When the sun began to get lower in the sky, the rocks beside the path threw the riders into shadow, so that their journey became more pleasant. They rode along, paying little attention to the way, but talking and laughing merrily together, until it began to grow dark. "'Does this path ever end?' asked Marvel suddenly. "'We ought to reach some place where men dwell before long.' "'Else we shall be obliged to spend the night among these rocks.' "'And then, perhaps, the wolves will attack us,' said Nirl cheerfully, "'and tear us into pieces with their sharp teeth and claws.' "'But even as he spoke, they rode around a turn in the path "'and saw a sight that made them pause in astonishment. "'For just before them rose the castle of King Terebus, "'and along both sides of the marble walk leading up to it "'were ranged the lines of giants.' "'exactly as they had stood that morning.' "'Nurl turned around in his saddle. "'Sure enough, there were grey men in the rear, "'stepping from behind every boulder "'and completely filling the rocky pathway. "'What shall we do?' asked the Esquire. "'Fight?' "'No, indeed,' returned Prince Marvel, "'laughing at his friend's eager face. "'It appears the path we chose winds around in a circle, "'so has brought us back to our starting point.' So we must make the best of a bad blunder and spend another night with our ugly friend, King Terobus. They rode forward through the rows of giants to the castle, where the ever-courteous servants took their horses and escorted them to their former handsome apartments with every mark of respect. No one seemed in the least surprised at their speedy return, and this fact at first puzzled Nurl and then made him suspicious. After bathing and dusting their clothing, they descended to the banquet hall where King Terebus sat upon his grey stone throne and welcomed them with quiet courtesy. The sight of the king's crimson skin and deformed face sent a thrill of repugnance through Prince Marvel, and under the impulse of a sudden thought he extended his hand toward Terebus and whispered a magic word which was unheard by any around him. (laughs) Nurl did not notice the prince's swift gesture, nor the whispered word, but he was staring straight at Terebus at the time, and he saw with surprise the eye on the top of the king's head move down and toward his forehead, and the eye in the centre of his forehead slide slightly toward the left, and the elephant-like nose shrink and shorten at the same time. Also it seemed to him that the king's skin was not so crimson in colour as before, and that a thin growth of hair had covered his head. However, no one else appeared to notice any change, least of all terribus. "'So Nurel seated himself at the table and began to eat. "'It was very kind of you to return so soon to my poor castle,' "'said the king to Prince Marvel in his sweet voice. "'We could not help it,' laughed the prince in reply, "'for the road wound right and left until we knew not which way we travelled, "'and then it finally circled around again to your castle. "'But to-morrow we shall seek a new path and bid you farewell for ever.' "'Still,' remarked the king gravely. "'Should you again miss your way, I shall be glad to welcome your return.' The prince bowed politely by way of reply, and turned to address the little maiden he had once saved from death by poison. And so, in feasting, dancing, and laughter, the evening passed pleasantly enough to the prince, and it was late when he called Nurl to attend him in their apartment. CHAPTER Twelve: THE GIFT OF BEAUTY The following morning, Marvel and Nirl once more set out to leave the kingdom of Spore and its ugly king. They selected another pathway leading from the castle and travelled all day, coming at nightfall into view of the place where they had started, with its solemn rows of giants and grey men standing ready to receive them. This repetition of their former experience somewhat annoyed the prince, while Nirl's usually despondent face wore a smile. "'I see trouble ahead.' "'murmured the esquire almost cheerfully. "'Since the king cannot conquer us by force, "'he intends to do it by sorcery.' "'Marvel did not reply, but greeted the king quietly, "'while Terebus welcomed their return as calmly "'as if he well knew they could not escape him. "'That evening the prince made another pass toward the king with his hand "'and muttered another magic word. "'Nurl was watching and saw the upper eye of Terebus "'glide still farther down his forehead and the other eye move again toward the left. The swaying nose shrank a few inches in length, and the skin that had once been so brilliantly crimson turned to a dull red color. This time the courtiers and ladies-in-waiting also noticed the change in the king's features, but were afraid to speak of it, as any reference to their monarch's personal appearance was by law punishable by death. Terebus saw the startled looks directed upon him— and raised his hand to feel his nose and eyes. But thinking that if any change in his appearance had taken place, he must be uglier than before, he only frowned and turned away his head. The next day the king's guests made a third attempt to leave his dominions, but met with no better success than before, for a long and tedious ride only brought them back to their starting place in the evening. This time Prince Marvel was really angry, and striding into the king's presence, "'he reproached him bitterly, saying, "'Why do you prevent us from leaving your kingdom? "'We have not injured you in any way.' "'You have seen me,' returned Terebus calmly. "'And I do not intend you shall go back to the world "'and tell people how ugly I am.' "'The prince looked at him and could not repress a smile. "'The two eyes of the king, having been twice removed from their first position, "'were now both in his forehead instead of below it, "'and one was much higher than the other.' and the nose, although small when compared to what it had been, still resembled an elephant's trunk. Other changes had been made for the better, but Terebus was still exceedingly repulsive to look upon. Seeing the prince look at him and smile, the king flew into a fury of anger and declared that the stranger should never, while they lived, be permitted to leave his castle again. Prince Marvel became thoughtful at this, reflecting that the king's enmity all rose from his sensitiveness about his ugly appearance and this filled the youthful knight with pity rather than resentment. When they had all assembled at the evening banquet, the prince, for a third time, made a mystic pass at the king and whispered a magic word. And behold, this time the charm was complete, for the two front eyes of Terebus fell into their proper places, his nose became straight and well-formed, and his skin took on a natural, healthy colour. Moreover, he now had a fine head of soft brown hair, with eyebrows and eyelashes to match, and his head was shapely and in proportion to his body. As for the eye that had formerly been in the back of his head, it had disappeared completely. So amazed were the subjects of the transformed king, who was now quite handsome to look upon, that they began to murmur together excitedly, and something in the new sensations he experienced gave to the king's face likewise an expression of surprise. "'Knowing from their pleased looks that he must have improved in appearance, "'he found courage to raise his hand to his nose and found it well-formed. "'Then he touched his eyes and realized they were looking straight out from his face, "'like those of other people. "'For some moments, after making these discoveries, the king remained motionless. "'A smile of joy gradually spread over his features, and then he said aloud, "'What has happened? Why do you all look so startled?' "'Your Majesty is no longer ugly,' replied Marvel laughingly, "'so that when Nurl and I leave your kingdom, "'we can proclaim nothing less than praise of your dignified and handsome appearance.' "'Is my face pleasing?' demanded the king eagerly.
1: "'It It is, is!'
0: cried the assembled courtiers and ladies, as with one voice. "'Bring me a mirror,' said the king. "'I shall look at my reflection for the first time in many years.' The mere being brought, King Terebus regarded himself for a long time with pleased astonishment, and then, his sensitive nature being overcome by the shock of his good fortune, he burst into a flood of tears and rushed from the room. The courtiers and ladies now bestowed many grateful thanks upon Prince Marvel for his kind deed, for they realized that thereafter their lives would be safer from the king's anger and much pleasanter in every way. "'Terebus is not bad by nature,' said one. "'But he brooded upon his ugliness so much "'that the least thing served to throw him into a violent passion, "'and our lives were never safe from one day to another.' "'By and by two giants entered the hall "'and carried away the throne of grey stone "'where Terebus had been accustomed to sit, "'and other slaves brought a gorgeous throne of gold "'studded with precious jewels, which they put in its place.' and after a time the king himself returned to the room, his simple grey gown replaced by flowing robes of purple, with rich embroideries such as he had not worn for many years. "'My people,' he said, addressing those present with kindness and dignity, "'seems to me fitting that a handsome king should be handsomely attired, and an ugly one clothed simply. For years I have been so terrible in features— I dared not even look at my own image in a mirror. But now, thanks to the gracious magic of my guest, I have become like other men, and hereafter you will find my rule as kind as it was formerly cruel. Tonight, in honor of this joyous occasion, we shall feast and make merry, and it is my royal command that you all do honor and reverence to the illustrious Prince Marvel, A loud shout of approval greeted the speech, and the evening was merry indeed. Terebus joined freely in the revelry, laughing as gaily as the lightest-hearted damsel present. It was nearly morning before they all retired, and as they sought their beds, Noel asked the prince in a voice that sounded like an ill-natured growl, "'What did you give the king beauty after his treatment of us?' Marvel looked at the reproachful face of his esquire and smiled. ''When you are older,'' he said, ''you will find that often there are many ways to accomplish a single purpose. The king's ugliness was the to while leaving his country, for he feared our gossip. So the easiest way for us to compass our escape was to take away his reason for detaining us. Thus I conquered the king in my own way, and at the same time gained his gratitude and friendship. Will he allow us to depart in the morning?'' inquired Nurl. I think so, replied Marvel. It was late when they rose from their slumbers, but having breakfasted, the prince's first act was to seek the king. We wish to leave your kingdom, he said. Will you let us go? Terebus grasped the hand of his guest and pressed it with fervour, while tears of gratitude stood in his eyes. I should prefer that you remain with me always and be my friend. "'He answered. "'But if you choose to leave me, "'I shall not interfere in any way with your wishes.' "'Prince Marvel looked at him thoughtfully and then said, "'My time in this island is short. "'In a few months Prince Marvel will have passed out of the knowledge of men "'and his name will be forgotten. "'Before then I hope to visit the kingdom of Donna and Oriel and Plenta, "'so I must not delay, "'but beg you will permit me to depart at once.' "'Very well,' answered Terebus. "'Come with me, and I shall show you the way.' He led the prince and Nur to a high wall of rock, and placing his hand upon its rough surface, touched a hidden spring. Instantly an immense block of stone began to swing backwards, disclosing a passage large enough for a man on horseback to ride through. "'This is the one road that leads out of my kingdom,' said Terebus. "'The others all begin and end at the castle, "'so that unless you know the secret of this passage, "'you can never escape from Spore.' "'But where does the road lead?' asked Marvel. "'To the kingdom of Oriel, which you desire to visit. "'It is not a straight road, for it winds around the land of Twy, "'so it will carry you a little out of your way.' "'What is the land of Twy? inquired the prince. "'A small country, hidden from the view of all travelers. "'said Terebus. "'No one has ever yet found a way to enter the land of Twi, "'yet there's a rumour it's ruled by a mighty personage "'called the High Kai. "'And does the rumour state what the High Kai of Twi is like?' "'No, indeed,' returned the king, smiling. "'So it will do you no good to be curious. "'And now farewell, and may luck attend you. "'Yet bear in mind the fact that King Terebus of Spore owes you a mighty debt of gratitude, and if you ever need my services, you have but to call on me, and I shall gladly come to your assistance.' "'I thank you,' said Marvel, "'but there is small chance of my needing help. Farewell, and may your future life be pleasant and happy.' With this he sprang to the saddle of his prancing charger, and, followed by Nurl, rode slowly through the stone arch. The courtiers and ladies had flocked from the palace to witness their departure, and the giants and dwarves and grey men were drawn up in long lines to speed the king's guests. So it was a brilliant sight that Marvel and Nurl looked back upon, but once they were clear of the arch, the great stone rolled back into place, shutting them out completely from the kingdom's spore with its turreted castle and transformed king. Chapter 13 The Hidden Kingdom of Twy. Knowing that at last they were free to roam according to their desires, the travelers rode gaily along the paths, taking but scant heed of their way. Our faces are set toward new adventures, remarked the prince. Let us hope they will prove more pleasant than the last. To be sure, responded Nurl. Let us hope, at any rate, "'that we shall suffer more privations "'and encounter more trouble "'than we did in that mountainous kingdom of spoor, "'Then he added, "'For one reason I regret you are my master.' "'And what is that reason?' "'asked the prince, turning to smile upon his esquire. "'You have a way of overcoming all difficulties "'without any trouble whatsoever, "'and that deprives me of any chance "'of coming to harm while in your company.' "'Cheer up, my boy!' cried Marvel. "'Did I not say there are new adventures before us? "'We may not come through them so easily as we have come through the others.' "'That is true,' replied Noel. "'It's always best to hope.' And then he inquired, "'Why do you stop here in the middle of the path?' "'Because the path has ended rather suddenly,' answered Marvel. "'Here is a thick hedge of prickly briars barring our way.' "'Nurl looked over his master's shoulder and saw that a great hedge, "'high and exceedingly thick, cut off all prospect of their advancing. "'This is pleasant,' he said. "'We might try to force our way through the hedge. "'The briars would prick us severely, and that would be delightful.' "'Try it,' the prince returned with twinkling eyes. "'Nurl sprang from his horse to obey, "'but at the first contact with the briars he uttered a howl of pain "'and held up his hands, "'which were bleeding in a dozen places "'from the wounds of the thorns. "'Ah, that will content you for a time, I trust,' said Marvel. "'Now follow me, and we will ride along beside the hedge "'until we find an opening, "'for either it will come to an end "'or there will prove to be a way through to the other side.' "'So they rode alongside the hedge for hour after hour, "'yet it did not end, "'nor could they spy any way to get through the thickly matted briars.' By and by night fell, and they tethered their horses to some shrubs, where there were few scanty blades of grass for them to crop, and then laid themselves down upon the ground, with bare rocks for pillows, where they managed to sleep soundly until morning. They had brought a supply of food in their pouches, and on this they breakfasted, afterwards continuing their journey beside the hedge. At noon Prince Marvel uttered an exclamation of surprise and stopped his horse. "'What is it?' Asked "'I have found the handkerchief with which you wiped the blood "'from your hands yesterday morning, and then carelessly dropped,' "'replied the Prince. "'This proves that we have made a complete circle around this hedge "'without finding a way to pass through it.' "'In that case,' said Nell, "'we'd better leave the hedge and go in another direction.' "'Not so,' declared Marvel. "'The hedge encloses some unknown country,' "'and I'm curious to find out what it is.' "'But there's no opening,' remonstrated Nell. "'Then we must make one. "'Wouldn't you like to enjoy a little more pain?' "'Thank you,' answered Nell. "'My hands are still smarting very comfortably from the pricks of yesterday.' "'Therefore I must make the attempt myself,' said the prince, "'and drawing his sword he whispered a queer word to it, "'and straightway began slashing at the hedge.' The brambles fell fast before his blade, and when he had cut a big heap of branches from the hedge, Nurl dragged them to one side, and the prince began again. It was marvellous how thick the hedge proved to be. Only a magic sword could have done this work and remained sharp, and only a fairy arm could have proved strong enough to hew through the tough wood. But the magic sword and fairy arm were at work, and naught could resist them. After a time, the last branches were severed, "'and dragged from the path, "'and then the travellers rode their horses through the gap "'into the unknown country beyond. "'They saw at first glance that it was a land of great beauty, "'but after that one look both Prince Marvel and Nurl "'paused and rubbed their eyes to assure themselves "'that their vision was not blurred. "'Before them were two trees, exactly alike, "'and underneath the trees two cows were grazing, "'each a perfect likeness of the other.' At their left were two cottages, with every door and window and chimney the exact counterpart of the other. Before these houses two little boys were playing, evidently twins, for they not only looked alike and dressed alike, but every motion one made was also made by the other at the same time, and in precisely the same way. When one laughed, the other laughed. When one stubbed his toe and fell down, the other did likewise and then they both sat up and cried lustily at the same time. At this, two women, it was impossible to tell one from the other, rushed out of the two houses, caught up the two boys, shook and dusted them in precisely the same way, and led them by their ears back into the houses. Again the astonished travellers rubbed their eyes, and then Prince Marvel looked at Nirl and said, I thought at first that I saw everything double, but there seems to be... "'Only one of you!' "'And of you,' answered the boy. "'But see, there are two hills ahead of us, "'and two paths lead from the houses over the hills. "'How strange it all is!' "'Just then two birds flew by, close together and perfect mates, "'and the cows raised their heads and mooed at the same time. "'And two men, also twins, came over the two hills along the two paths,' "'with two dinner-pails in their hands, "'and entered the two houses. "'They were met at the doors by the two women, "'who kissed them exactly at the same time "'and helped them off with their coats "'with the same motions, "'and closed the two doors with two slams "'at the same (coughs) instant.' Nur laughed. "'What sort of country have we gotten into?' "'He asked. "'Let us find out,' replied the prince, "'and riding up to one of the houses "'he knocked on the door with the hilt of his sword. "'Instantly,' The doors of both houses flew open, and both men appeared in the doorways. Both started back in amazement at the sight of the strangers, and both women shrieked, and both little boys began to cry. Both mothers boxed the children's ears, and both men gasped. Who are you? Their voices were exactly alike, and their words were spoken in unison. Prince Marvel replied courteously, We are two strangers who have strayed into your country, "'but I do not understand why our appearance should terrify you.' "'Why, you are singular. There is only a half of each of you!' exclaimed the men together. "'Not so!' said the prince, trying hard not to laugh in their faces. "'We may be single, while you appear to be double, but each of us is perfect nonetheless!' "'Perfect? And only only half of you?' cried the men. And again the two women, who were looking over their husbands' shoulders, screamed at the sight of the strangers, and again the two boys, who were clinging to their mothers' dresses in the same positions, began to cry. "'We didn't know such such people existed!' said the two men, both staring at the strangers, and then wiping the beads of perspiration from their two brows with two faded yellow handkerchiefs. "'Nor did we!' retorted the prince. "'I assure you, we are as much surprised as you are.' Nur laughed again at this. "'To hear only one of the strangers speak, and the other laugh, "'seemed to terrify the double people anew. "'So Prince Marvel quickly asked, "'Please tell us what country this is.' "'The The land Land of of Twi,' Twi, answered both men together. "'Ah, the land of Twi. "'And why is the light here so dim?' continued the prince. "Dim." Repeated the men as if surprised. Why, this is Twilight, Twilight, of course. course! Of course, said Noel. I hadn't thought of that. We're in the long hidden land of Twy, which all men have heard of, but no man has found before. And who may you be? questioned the prince, looking from one man to the other curiously. We, we are the Twys, twi- they answered. Twice? Twy's! And inhabitants of Twy! Twi- ''It's the same thing,'' laughed Noel. ''You see everything twice in this land.'' ''Are none of your people single?'' asked Prince Marvel. ''Single?'' single? returned the men, as if perplexed. ''We, we don't, don't understand. understand!'' ''Are you all double, or are some of you just one?'' said the prince, who found it difficult to put his question plainly. ''What, what does, does one, one mean? mean?'' asked the men. ''There's, There's no, no such, such word as, word as one in our language.'' language. They have no need of such a word," declared Nell. "We are only poor laborers," explained the men. "But over the hills lies the city of Twy, where the Kai and the Kai Kai dwell, and also the High Kai." "Ah," said Marvel. "I've heard of your High Kai. Who is he?" The men shook their heads together and with the same motion. We, "We have, have never, never seen the glorious High Kai," they answered.
1: The sight of their faces is forbidden. None None but but the Kai and the Kai Kai has seen seen the supreme supreme rulers and
0: High Kai. I'm getting mixed," said Noel. "All this about the Kai and the Kai Kai and the High Kai makes me dizzy. Let's go to the city and explore it. That is a good suggestion," replied the Prince. "Goodbye, my friends," he added, addressing the men. They both bowed, and although they still seemed somewhat frightened they answered him civilly and in the same words and closed their doors at the same time. So Prince Marvel and Null rode up the double path to the hills, and the two cows became frightened and ran away with the same swinging step, keeping an exact space apart. And when they were a safe distance, they both stopped, looked over their right shoulders, and moved at the same instant. Moo.